fight and you may die. Run, and you'll live. At least a while. I'm dying in your beds many years from now. Would you be willing to trade all the days from this day to that for one chance, just one chance, to come back here and tell our enemies that they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom! God. Wow. wow. Sensational stuff. I was just, I was, because I've been listening to yesterday's pod like intermittently throughout yeah. the day. And there was a moment where Mo just said, you know, in 48 hours, I'm sure everything will have changed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniest thing was like when you guys yesterday were like, um, you know, yeah, we have to get the pot out immediately. Like I literally took that seriously <laughs> before anything changes. Get this pot out there seriously. Oh man. Okay. So if I don't, I think everyone knows. But if you have been living under a rock, like Rache did for a little bit earlier today, <laughs> uh, the Super League is no more. <laughs> Unbelievable stuff. Actually, Mo just um, tagged me in a tweet uh from someone who'd written they got back from baku what's happened <laughs> like someone who'd been to the europa league final two seasons ago <laughs> oh my god so what was all right let, let's let's look back at today the, this this absolutely glorious day the 20th of 420 420 2021 20, seriously um what was the first crack Chelsea, I suppose. Chelsea fans actually got up, went to Stamford Bridge, and protested, like in numbers. Yeah, like like they they saved the world, which is very annoying and very frustrating for most of the football world. <laughs> but you you know what's funny? It was like we woke up, and then there was like these rumors that two teams were, you know, feeling the stress and they might leave, and we were like. What two teams are we talking about? And then there was a counter brief saying, no, (laughs) this is solid. Nothing's going to happen. And then, as you said, the protest happened. Well, also because like Perez was wilding out in that interview. Like when we finished podding yesterday, you were just starting to see notifications about Perez doing this interview with whatever it's called, Chiringuita. Um, (laughs) Apologies, I've just made that up, but something like that where he was talking all sorts of shit. Like, oh, yeah. we might need to make the game shorter, 90 minutes is too long, we're, we're saving football, all this kind of stuff. And, like, I wonder if he didn't half shoot himself in the foot with that because I, I, I wonder if a lot of people didn't look at that, combine it with the, the level of anger that was being shown both in person and social media and think, we've made a mistake here. Yeah, I think I think he flexed way too hard. Mm. You know, he came out guns blazing. Like, like I am, I am the kingpin here and I have all this power and I'm going to flex it. Like you said, 
talk about making the game shorter. Are you insane? And and even like some of the things he was spitting out, like 16 to 24 year olds are not as interested. Like I had, I showed you the screenshots. I'm not going to repeat them, but I just had long arguments with people where I said the opposite is true. Yeah. <laughs> like people, I mean, La Liga today came out with a report that literally said La Liga interest has grown among 16 to 24 year olds. What are you talking about? So everything he said was verifiable and false. And I think that provoked a lot of people to say, you know what? We Even if we thought there was some merit to this, you're a joke. <laughs> Let's Absolutely. band together and kill this thing. Absolutely. And, and you know, we gave him a shout out yesterday. We'll give him another shout out today. A friend of the pod, Raul, said um, in response to the 16 to 24 year old thing, like, if you want to get, if even if they were uninterested, maybe a way to make them more interested would be to kick racism out of the game. Because, you know, young people famously don't like fucking racism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, get rid of the shoulder blade armpit offside bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are plenty of other avenues to take if, if you're trying to solidify the youth interest in football. Well, the, the, the other interesting thing was like, you know, after, he flexed a lot, but then he tried to say those types of things, except for the racism stuff, which, which I'll get into a little bit, like the refs be mic'd up. I'm like, what? Like, where are you going to get the refs from? <laughs> you know, <laughs> the refs are UEFA licensed refs. Are you going to like train your own refs? I didn't understand that part. And then talking about the women's game i'm like oh okay like you know liverpool got relegated from the wsl like how is this going to be competitive or mm-hmm. any better but then on, on top of that he was talking about uh, a 55 percent like wage to revenue ratio yeah. salary cap which when i did some digging he, he acted as if there was never a salary cap in uefa there is one it's just not enforced it's 70 percent it. of revenue and everton have like 85 percent. so like it, i don't know the, the whole thing was a joke look when you need to pay gilfie sigurdsson you need to pay gilfie sigurdsson yes it's just there's no there's no two ways about it yes um but all right so back to the day um chelsea fans show up at stanford bridge start protesting chelsea send petter check out to deal with them because they're blocking the Brighton bus. Better <laughs> <laughs> Jack gets sent out to try and make them move. Because and, and they you know, people are like, why have they sent him? Well, they have to send someone that fans are gonna listen to, right? They can't just send like the, the security bloke or Marina Gar- Granitskaya or you know, God forbid, any of the I don't know. But they, they've got to send someone with some gravitas. So they send Petr Cech and and then the the clips of him negotiating with the crowd start to come out. You're, you're not going to ignore point, the best part, right? Go on. Look, you made the joke, so I want you to say it. Oh, uh, well, it's it was very uh, dangerous of them to send him out into such a volatile situation without his hat. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was just um, yeah when when surface. Oh, sorry, when footage surfaced of, of Petacek trying to deal with screaming Chelsea fans, blocking an away bus started to surface. That was when I realized like something utterly insane is happening here. Like th- this, these are absolute scenes. Oh yeah, it's it was it was like I and the thing is, it didn't seem like there was any organization online. It just kind of happened. Like, it was just <laughs> spontaneous, which is 
which I like. And, and thank you, Chelsea fans, uh, for doing that because you started the domino effect. You know, Mancy didn't even wait. <laughs> well, for all 30 fans of theirs to, to protest, you know, shout out to the city fans that we talked to. <laughs> but uh, like, like, like Daniel Rouse. Uh, but like the, te- the 10 of them, I went from three to 10 uh, intentionally, um, made their voices known and Pep made his voice known or mm-hmm. heard, heard today. And I thought that was very interesting in that he spoke very freely and I almost feel as if he, I mean, he speaks about things all the time, social issues and whatever. This is not a social issue by any means. We'll get to that. But um, the, the city account shared his thoughts online. And I thought mm-hmm. if you're, unless you're on the fence or on the way down, you don't let him say all that stuff and you don't tweet it out. Either that or the admin is getting fired. It's possible. Is, is going for broke. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. But we, we did hear reports yesterday that Chelsea and City were the two clubs who were most on the fence about this. Mm-hmm. And so very clearly, they were the first to, to take their leave yeah. when things started to go downhill. But, you know, and, and then we saw the rest of the English clubs follow and there were reports of Atletico Madrid pulling out, although I haven't seen any reports of, you know, demonstrations in suburban Madrid, but whatever. Um but you do wonder, like, these clubs have all made varying rubbish statements. Uh, Arsenal's is probably the best in that they actually apologized. Um, Liverpool's is horrendous. Um, Daniel uh, Levy. He can't, he, uh, he was like, I'm sorry if I caused you anxiety and upset. And I'm like, it's, it's probably the second best apology. But here's, here's the funny thing. The, <laughs> it's like the shittier club you are. <laughs> The bigger apology because Arsenal and Spurs had the biggest apology. The other ones were like, <laughs> "We're not in it anymore." <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, actually, we've skipped some of the biggest news of the day. Congratulations! I, 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 I was just, I was just waiting for us to just, you know, let the dust settle and then go off. Okay, uh, just he—he's gone. This is a massive day for for football, for Manchester United fans in general, and for you specifically, Ed. Woodward is gone. <laughs> well, technically, he'll be gone end of the year, but he has tendered his resignation. <laughs> it's it's what a day. I I wondered, you know, did he fear for his house? I think he feared for his house. He has moved to London, by the way, oh, <laughs> because he? he's scared. He doesn't of... even live in Manchester anymore. No, he sold the house and moved. Like that's how bad they got him. <laughs> but this is so. The rumor is that he was always going to leave. Actually. Sorry, he was always going to leave end of the year is a rumor, but that he had to bring it forward because of this. So he actually might go end of the season. Still a bit murky details, but yeah, it's like been why officially would you announced. For... Yeah, like what's the point? Let's just bring big, big Edwin in now. Let's do it. Let's get it done. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, forgive me for saying so, but if you're trying to avoid Manchester United fans, I'm not sure what you're doing moving to London. Yeah, because I remember that train from London to Manchester and it was full of <laughs> many fans. <laughs> Like, you should probably be moving to Paris or something. It's about the same train ride. Seriously. But, you know, <laughs> the, the thing that amazed me was it was never on the cards, like, that Woodward would leave. Like, my United has been mistreating fans for, for more than a decade. We all thought, like, it, it got to the point that you think, you know, there were, there were t- tweets going around, like, you know, after this debacle, heads have to roll. But that's just, it's just like shouting into, like, into the air. 
but the man resigned and i'm so happy so happy <laughs> i mean he probably yeah he probably thought there's no way back from this right um there were rumors that Agnelli had resigned as well at juventus since since they first came out there there has been some denial that would be a huge head to go that would be that would be amazing because he's one of the driving forces. He's been yakking on for ages about how football needs to change and how they need to shorten the game because don't have the attention span. He is one of the biggest, the biggest snakes. We yeah. need to lop his head off. I mean, as we said, this is a guy who went literally ghosted his uh, one of his best friends in the world <laughs> and God, so godfather of his daughter and like lied to that guy. You know, like so he would backstab anybody and, and Woodward did the same thing. And it's 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 just for me, just back to Woodward, Woodward for a second. I think he's forced out because they just need a scapegoat. And that's fine. I'll take Woodward as a scapegoat any day of the week. He's been horrendous. And it's interesting to me that, you know, he's now done the director of football thing. I'm sure against his will. And now he's been forced out or at least you know dying on the sword at Man United. It almost, almost feels, you know, we're in second. <laughs> we might, well, we're in the same final. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. We've got a director of football. We've got Woodward out. It almost feels like everything is turning back. And then we heard a rumor that Man United might be for sale. Now, I take that with a truckload of salts. Yes. But on a day like today, I'm diving into happen. the salt fight. <laughs> <laughs> anything could happen. The question is, I mean, who are the richest people in the world? Like, you're going to need Saudis. the biggest buyer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, you, you should, like, show up to the Davos <laughs> conference and just present. <laughs> just hand pamphlets around, like, Manchester United, Manchester United, Manchester United. Like, I mean, the thing is, if it's... you, It's weird because now there's this anti, anti-American, you know, sentiment which is yes. a bit on, which is unfortunate not even a bit it's unfortunate they, but is it i mean they brought it on themselves yes i mean i'm trying to be nice here like huh. come on to I america mean, it's not like you bunny i know it's really not but i'm <laughs> trying like, like alex today's a great day i'm trying to turn over a new leaf fair enough fair enough. <laughs> uh, you know you can't go through the list of american billionaires like elon musk bill gates <laughs> warren buffett bezos you don't they don't want to do that right now no, no. so it's it's Saudis, or mm-hmm. you go to like African billionaires. <laughs> I don't know who, which one. I know Dan Gote is an Arsenal fan. Yes. Famously. And people, Nigeria has been tweeting at him to buy Arsenal from Kroenke <laughs> because of this. And, and you know what? I'm sure he's looked at it. And I'm sure he's thinking about it because he's a big fan. But I don't know. I'll take, I just hope Biden does enough sanctions to Saudi Arabia that makes me feel better about taking a Saudi on right now. <laughs> we need first we need political reform in Saudi Arabia to make them buying Manchester United an acceptable outcome. Like it's like it. look, we will accept you as a what's that thing? Fair and whatever good fit and proper person. Fit and proper person if you apologize for the murder of of, of Khashoggi and yeah. you do all these other things and then we can feel better about ourselves. Other than that I don't know where we go from here. Yeah, I like that. If you if you can accept women are people, you can buy Manchester United. Fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good middle ground. <laughs> um, one tweet uh, that I want to bring up today. I mean, I mean, 
oh god there has been so much content it has been the best 48 hours for for online football related content the memes man the memes in recent history but um jose Mourinho was the only european super league manager to be sacked another award in his trophy cabinet <laughs> happy days happy days i'm speechless everything happened in 48 hours also manchester united are the only team in the world to have been in the champions league europa league and super league in the same season <laughs> that is yeah it's, it's been it's been a busy year no wonder all the players are exhausted <laughs> oh my god and, and speaking of players a lot of players came out today they stepped up they really did yeah there was the um who came out first luke luke Shaw. Well, luke well, Shaw statement yeah milner was yesterday luke Shaw today and um the liverpool players all came out with a united message um, henderson organizing an emergency meeting of the captains yeah so so one thing that we have accepted in, in my main editor group chat is we have bantered jordan henderson from here to high water Okay, he's a he's a good bloke. He's a good guy. <laughs> like like last season, he proved he's a half decent player under Klopp. Probably not under Southgate, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, well, a good player, let me say, and very good player. Even see how I progress that. Um, but under Klopp, under Klopp. Sure. Um, but he's a good captain. Like it's not just shouty pointy. He's a good captain because he got all those guys in line, and they all posted the same thing. Um, yeah. And then there were the rumors of Maguire head headlocking Woodward. <laughs> <laughs> we need that footage, man. Someone had their phone out. Someone had their phone out. Funny. Like everyone said Maguire. And then uh, apparently Bruno and, and Shaw were also instrumental in, you know, talking Woodward down. Um, on the Arsenal side, one person said something and it was a bit of a mess, but it was Bellerin. Yep. Uh, well, he quoted Arsene. Which is, which is, Okay, at first I thought this is lame. And then I thought, no, no, put yourself in Bellerin's head. Okay, this is a deep message. It's not Arteta because you're a clown and can't say anything. <laughs> it's not Emery because you're a clown too. I'm going all the way back to Big Bang, mm-hmm. who I know will see this because he's, he's in uh, FIFA and he's opposed to this stuff. Yep. I thought that was a bit of a Jedi mind trick he did there. So, well, uh, also, yeah, I, I agree. It, it was smart. But also, like, Emery is a figure of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arteta is 12 years old, you know, in, in management mm-hmm. kind of years. Um, and it's been long enough now that Wenger, who was a bit of a joke when he retired, is now just like this, you know, Gandalf of football. So you can bring out his quotes and they have mm-hmm. resonance. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Kevin so Brenner came out with something. I think it was a little bit after it was not confirmed, but almost confirmed that he were getting out. And then Raheem Swing said, but whatever. I think I think there's too much emphasis placed on players who came out and said stuff because end of the day, from all the reports that we've seen, players at all these clubs are like, guys, this is ridiculous. We don't want this. Yeah. I think that's the that's the key message for, from from today. Players did their part. Um because I think even though I do think that this was a negotiating tactic, if you let them, they would have done it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, it brings up so many questions, but primarily the players, it's all about the players. They are the asset. They are, without them, you are nothing, right? Mm-hmm. As, as a club, you spend 70, whatever it is, 70% of your, your money 
paying their wages. You spend X amount of resources every year looking at transfers and scouting and all this kind of stuff. The players are everything. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even bother to ask them. And the minute it came out, all the players said, fuck that. Mm-hmm. And just, it baffles. It, it's utterly baffling that these people wouldn't ask the most important stakeholder in the conversation. Now, you could, you could, you know, morally, you could argue the most important stakeholder is the fans. But realistically, it's the players. And to have not asked them, or even, even to tell them it's happening. Like, if they went to the players three months ago and said, look, um, this is what we're thinking. This is what the plan is. It's going to sound shocking, but you know, you'll get used to it and here are the benefits. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, it probably w- wouldn't have had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. The players got blindsided and your reaction when you get blindsided is to fight back right? immediately. Mm-hmm. Because not only do you dislike the news, but you dislike the way it's been delivered to you. Yeah. So had they been given some time to actually process it, they may not have complained at all. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think part of me thinks that they were never that serious about it. I, I, you know, I think maybe some clubs are serious about it and then others like, you know, the Chelsea in the city. And even I, th- I even feel to a degree now that I see how quickly they backed out, the, all the English clubs are a bit like, yo, if we get this, <laughs> you know, we're good. But yeah. we can still get, because the Premier League's fine that's like, the thing that's they're not like i e- even with the debts like even even with the debts that all these clubs carry even tottenham's debt we know that their financial outlook long term is actually good mm-hmm. real madrid's is tough <laughs> we <laughs> know that barcelona's even worse we know that juventus i don't know it's maybe it's a mixed bag but we know that their the premier league ones didn't need this as much as these other guys did and which is why they're the last to leave and and Fabrizio just put out Super League has officially been suspended. That the English clubs have all left. Inter have now left. Good. AC Milan are going to leave, and I expect Gazidis to to resign very soon. <laughs> and Juventus and Spanish clubs are waiting for the. We're waiting for their official position, which says to me that those were the real drivers of this. this they, they, yeah, they were. I mean, clearly, you know, Perez, Perez ran the show. Um, and, and there's been a lot made of how Perez will have sweet talked the American Premier League owners because like, you can see the interest by, as you said, the, the, the speed at which the clubs left. So the non-English, uh, sorry, the non-American owners, um, Abramovich and, uh, and Man City owners left immediately, right? Mm-hmm. The American owners held out until the end levy <laughs> held, held out until the end and and that's very representative of where they are and what they think about about football uh, and their views on it um so the question is now they they've played their cards right and mm. for anyone who wasn't aware of who these people are and what their goals are and what their priorities are they now know i don't think this was a massive surprise to too many people um because we've seen how the game is going, but does the energy stop here or can football fans in general stay somewhat united, which doesn't happen very often, usually just too busy bantering each other over meaningless crap. Mm. Can they stay united? Can they bring this energy to the fight to try and get rid of Cronkies, to try and get rid of the Glazers, to try to actually reform the game? I mean, in Germany, they have the 50 plus one rule, right? Mm. Can English fans, take this energy and demand that kind of policy. 
I don't. So I don't see it. And and I think a really important thing here is, you know, the clubs wanted more money and they wanted more control of UEFA. I think they will get that to some degree. I mean, today we heard the rumors that UEFA are looking for more funding for the Champions League and they are tentatively have secured seven billion for this new, you know, Champions League format, whereas Super League is going to bring six billion in total. So where where does that money that extra money go to is probably going to go to these teams. There was this other rumor from Mundo Deportivo, which I think is a Spanish outlet that said the English clubs were offered bags of cash by UEFA. <laughs> now that could just be spite and planted by Spanish teams or whatever, but it just wouldn't surprise me mm. if that was always the intent. Like, Hey, listen, let's just go all out for this. If we get it, we get it. But really what we want is a stronger negotiation uh, position. But to your 50 plus one point, I don't see it. I don't see it in England. Mm-hmm. I just, and the only reason, I, th- I think a lot of people are blustering. Or is it blustering? Blustering, I think is the word. Yeah, blustering you know, is something yeah, else. That's very, very rapid and fast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that's 50 plus one. First, Labour is not in charge, who would be the mm-hmm. main people that would push this. And the Conservatives are just going to make noise right now and then go quietly into the night talking about COVID and vaccinations, in my opinion, which is fine. They should be doing that anyway. Yeah, I mean, the fact that Boris Johnson was even on the right side of this debate was a surprise. Yeah, it's it's a surprise, but it's also you're like, your priorities are a bit messed up, but sure, fine, thanks. Um, But I just don't see how you're going to go to these people that own these clubs and make so much money and be like, actually, we're going to force you to give the fans half. How do you do that without getting sued up your ass? Like, I, I don't... I don't see it. I don't know either. And I and I don't really see it either. Um, but you know, maybe maybe people will will have taken lessons from this. I don't know. There is a uh, a cronky out uh, demonstration tomorrow outside the Emirates. It was initially supposed to be a um anti Super League protest, but <laughs> no need for that. So now it's just a cronky out protest. So something. That that would be I mean if I, I get it. You have to have thick skin to be an owner of a team and all that, all that jazz. But, mate, if people protest you every day, <laughs> I mean, on social media and then in public, it's like, give it up, man. Just be a nice dude. Make, make money and be nice about it, which is what everyone thought John Henry mm. and them were, only for them to be snakes in the grass. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you what. That For months, there have been a, a subsection of Liverpool fans demanding FSG out. And I thought it was just because Liverpool weren't having a good season and, you know, fans are stupid. But maybe they were onto something. They, like, they've been exposed, FSG, for sure. Um, but, yeah, a, a sensational day. I mean, any, any, other, any other highlights for you? Um, I'm trying to see. Like, I've, I've, it's, I've been all over the place. Like, I've yeah. been laughing at people who, who told me that it was going to happen. And not on, the, I mean, it didn't fall apart under the circumstances that I thought, but <laughs> I'm glad I was right, Mohaned, who's not here, but it's all good. But no, it's, it's, it's just like, I've, I've never seen a day in football like this in my life. I've never seen anything like it. <clears throat> no, it's, it's the most united fans have, have been in a long time. It's the most united players have been in a long time. It's, um, and the funny thing is, like we, you know, we feel as though we've won, but really things have just gone back to how they were two days ago. It's, it's not, you know, it was a potential seismic shift that we have managed to avoid. Um, we can't let our guard down, though. Yeah, absolutely not. 
Um, someone tweeted something hilarious where they were like, oh, I can finally celebrate and discuss Mason Greenwood's brace now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other thing. Yeah. What was the one that, that Mohamed sent us earlier? It was like Spurs re, like re-upping that they've sacked Mourinho and being like, you can enjoy it this time. <laughs> Uh, also, I'm 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 very convinced. You know, we're not going to talk about the game, but I'm very convinced that um, Chelsea Brighton was so boring because no one was motivated to play because they were all like <laughs> mentally drained from this Super League nonsense. I and think Shaka you might got relegated right. today too. Uh, if you will sign Mustafi and Kalasnach, you you know, I it just I was speaking of baffling decisions. Uh, and putting money in the wrong place. I mean, yeah. Come on. Um, <sighs> but yeah, to, no, Thomas uh, Tuchel actually did say that they'd spoken about nothing else before the game in the Super League. So yeah, quite distracting. Yeah. That result will have uh, damaged Chelsea's top four hopes. So now, you know, they, they don't have the Super League. <laughs> they might not be in the Champions League. <laughs> It's like you had the Super League and you made the decision. Hmm, we'll play the game. This is Brighton, whatever. <laughs> oh, shoot, we didn't win. <laughs> Can we go back to the Super League now? <laughs> we have to try again. Uh, you had me. You lost me. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, that, we're going to add that to the playlist. Add that yes. to the playlist. Oh, yes. And, uh, and, and yes, I want to mention that. So this was a spur of the moment thing where Alex asked people what song I'm going to be listening to. And then you know, friend of the pod, Cameron, that said, hey, create a playlist. And we did. And we've got some great songs on there. It's a banging um, playlist, actually. It, it really is. So we're going to add, I mean, those angels in there. Um, hold on. Let me let me see what we got in here. I, I, I can't pin it as our tweet because we have to keep the Koshcast pinned. But what I will do is... We'll put, I'll put it in the description of this podcast. Okay, perfect. We've got, you know... Uh, under the Bridge, Sultans of Swing, Freedom, Stan, Slam, Chan Chan, Many Men, Wish Death Upon Me. That was mine. I'm Still Standing is brilliant. <laughs> Three Lions, Two of America's Most Wanted. Yes. Uh, I Just Died in Your Arms. I Will Remember You. Afro Trap Part 3, Champions League. <laughs> and this <laughs> Heads Will Roll. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. RIP Super League playlist. Check yes, it out. And RIP the executive chairmanship of Ed Woodward. <laughs> Freedom indeed. Free at last. Free at last. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that. Well, you can do the Freedom one, but Mel Gibson. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Fuck them all. We'll oh, speak yeah. soon. Lovely. <laughs> On se bute à la peu C'est la Champions League 7-5 c'est la Champions League 9-1 c'est la Champions League 9-2 c'est la Champions League 9-3 c'est la Champions League 9-4 c'est la Champions League 9-5 c'est la Champions League 7-7 c'est la Champions League 7-8 c'est la Champions League C'est la Champions League Panam c'est la Champions League Fuck si t'es pas de ma team Panam c'est la Champions League On baisse nous en Champions League Panam c'est la Champions League Fuck si t'es pas de ma team Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh. And for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. Mm-hmm.